Welcome to the Live Fit Listens podcast, a safe space of growth, personal development, and overall wellness with your host, Olivia Catania, diving into the realms of all things health, conscious living, mental expansion, and much more. This podcast is designed to help you evolve into your best self and live fit. Let's get into the show. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Today, we are on episode 40. I hope you guys are all doing well. Thank you for being here today and for pressing play. Super stoked to have you guys here. Like I said, this is episode 40, which I'm excited about because that implies that the next episode is going to be episode 41, which means that it's going to be another Q&A episode, which those are my favorite episodes to film. I just, I really love them. They're fun and fresh. We get into some juicy details. I honestly always feel exposed, but like I kind of like it. And they're just exciting because you guys always ask me really good questions and I always get like curious to see what you guys are going to ask and what we're going to talk about. So if you're interested in sending in a question for me to answer and for the chance to be on the podcast, go follow me on Instagram at LiveFit because that's where I post question the question boxes on my Instagram story and that's where I accumulate all the questions. So again, you can go to follow me at LiveFit on Instagram and be on the lookout for honestly early this week. I'll probably post that question box because I'm going to have to film that episode a little bit earlier. And hopefully your question will make it in the episode and I'll answer your question. So for my gratitude for today, this is something that I actually wanted to share with you guys because it's something that I've been doing that has allowed me to like kind of see my body in a different way and has been something that helps with my body image and just again, looking at it in a different way. Lately, usually you guys know I've been on my meditation grind and at the end of the meditation, I like to think again about the things that I'm feeling grateful for and kind of more so in like a prayer structure I want to describe it more so as I use that lightly I don't want to I know that can be kind of a triggering word for some people depending on your beliefs but um yeah I'll tend to kind of end my meditations with some form of like kind of like a of gratitude excuse me I will end my meditation with some form of gratitude in like a prayer setting and something I've been really resonating with is saying thank you to my body for choosing me and I know that kind of sounds odd and it's like not something you really hear often, but it has allowed me to again, like switch the relationship in the way that I see my body of instead of being like, you know, sometimes I feel like we feel entitled with our body and that like we're the one in charge and like it's not good enough for us. And I'm kind of like, sister says who like our bodies, the ones that literally is quite literally the medium and the bridge to allow us to have this human human experience. It gives us like the home to house our soul. It does all these amazing things that allows us to move. It allows us to feel energized. It allows us to express ourselves like through movement, like so many, so many amazing things that the body does for us. And so just switching it from that narrative and saying, like no actually thank you for choosing me thank you for choosing me every day and showing up thanks for still being there for me when I wake up every day and being mobile and able and functional and willing to carry me throughout my day and provide me the energy that I need to get through my workout or to go visit my mom like all these things and it also helped me to like it's helping me see my body as kind of like my teammate and someone who's on my same team, someone that I'm working with and kind of coexisting as opposed to, you know, my body owing me something. If that makes sense, like my body's not good enough for me. It's like, no, this is an equal exchange. We're both doing our best that we can. And it's important that we work together and remember that we're on the same team. So that's the way that I've been looking at my body now is like, I just tell myself at the end of my meditation, like, thank you body for choosing me today. 
And it's very, it's a refreshing perspective and it's been bringing me a lot of peace. So for today's episode, we're going to talk about, I I don't know how long this is going to end up being, but we're going to talk about why mindful practices are actually productive because this is something that is honestly more common than I would, would have thought, I guess. And you know, I hope that this episode helps you guys see these mental practices kind of in a different light, in a different way, from a different perspective, because you guys know I believe in these mindful practices of, you know, meditation, breath work, journaling, affirmations. I believe in them through and through. And sometimes it makes me a little sad, like thinking that people just think there's no value to them. Like, what does it actually do to just sit there with your eyes closed? Like, what does it do to actually just say a sentence in the mirror? Like, what does it do to breathe a certain way? And I'm like, bro, these are like some of the most powerful tools that we were given in this lifetime. So I'm hoping since I believe in them so much, I just hope to maybe bring you guys a different perspective and maybe open you guys up to a different perspective to then be open to not only, you know, experimenting with these practices, but finally opening yourself up to fully allow yourself to be immersed in the experience of these practices to then fully be able to reap those full rewards and benefits. Because I'll get into this later in the episode, but I feel like a big reason why people don't think they are productive is because they've never experienced the positive benefits of these practices because they've never fully surrendered and let go and allowed themselves to like fully be immersed in the practice to feel the benefits. So basically backtracking a little bit before I I know I was already set on my on my tangent. What kind of sparked this whole episode was that I actually was having a conversation with someone who emailed me, a subscriber and a listener. Um Well, I guess I don't necessarily know if she's a subscriber, but she's a listener to the podcast. I know that much. And, um, you know, she asked me about something else and it kind of led into me recommending to her these mindful practices because um, it's just something that I believe in so much, obviously. And she was struggling more so in regards to her mental health in certain aspects. And so that's why I kind of turned and recommended, um, you know, meditation, journaling, that sort of things to actually fix quote unquote fix for lack of a better term those like internal issues if you will at the root cause instead of like solely always kind of band-aiding them or maybe using different external mechanisms to cope with those things instead of just going inward and healing them from the inside out and she had a response that I thought was really interesting and super valid and she said a little bit down through the email she was like I think my difficulties with meditation etc is that due to the way I look at good hard work I feel less productive when doing things such as meditation and affirmations. Is this something you've ever dealt with? It's not that I lack the attention span, but rather it doesn't feel like a way to be actively healing. More of a passive strategy and it's difficult to get myself to understand both are equally important. And I was after reading that, I was like, dude, like totally I get where you're coming from. Totally valid. Like I was like, I'm right there with you. And Honestly, because I feel like I not I feel like I experience this in my own personal life. Like I get a decent amount of I want to say backlash or, or like kickback from my own family. Like I will get teased lightly for meditating and things like that. Like if I don't come down. If I'm like a little bit late to coming downstairs in the morning, they're like, oh, she's probably meditating. Or if I don't answer the phone at that point in the day, they're like, oh, sorry, were you meditating? Like it's kind of a little bit of a you know, I, I, I kind of can't take it personally. I also get upset, but it's kind of just like the joking matter of my family, I guess. Not that saying that's okay, but that's my family dynamic for you. Um, Got to learn to roll with the punches when you're part of family of four and a hardcore father. But nevertheless, um, so I know what it feels like, I guess. And I know that it's not a 
uh, I know that it is a common thing to see mindfulness practices in that sense that it's kind of like a waste of time. Like also, for example, another family member of mine, they are super driven, super motivated, super big on taking action. They're like one of the hardest workers I know are always about go, 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 making them use of most of your time, et cetera, et cetera. And then they'll kind of look at me and saying like, oh, why don't you have more to show for your time and your work in terms of tangible deliverables, if you will. But they don't understand it's like things that I'm putting my time towards is more things of like meditation things that are internal that you can't always see that's what I'm putting a lot of my time towards because it's something that means a lot to me and I know that that's our foundation for how we show up in life I just I just get it I understand that some people are like well you know there's nothing to actually tangible show to show for that work like how is that actually classified as anything productive so First, really, as like a segue, I guess, first thing I wanted to get into, because something I thought was really interesting in that lovely lady's email was the whole concept of like a passive versus an active strategy, how she was like, she feels it's more passive healing as opposed to active healing. And I was like, great point. I liked the way she worded it. And I think my argument towards that whole situation is like we are taught in our society, in our school systems that like we, in order to be quote unquote productive, we need to be doing something and needs to be doing. But the very, one of the very foundational core principles of spirituality and of honestly, genuinely finding peace is finding value, value and comfort in simply just being. And I'm sure you guys have all heard that like in some sort of Somewhere on social media, somewhere you guys have heard always. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I keep stuttering. (laughs) I'm sure you guys have heard somewhere along the way in social media, the concept of like, it's not about, you're not a human doing you're here. You're a human being, which is a little cheesy, but it's true. Like there's so much to be said about just simply learning to be in life without feeling like you constantly need to be doing, 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 doing. And I understand because I think I really have two polar opposite sides to me. I think also from the way that I was raised, I'm doing my best to kind of now merge the benefits of both ways of living, I guess, if you will. Like I understand because I have another part of me, especially in the past, I was super all about productivity, maximizing my time. Like what do I have to show for my work? Like always trying to produce things, output, 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 always focusing on just, you know, like producing something by being quote unquote productive. And so I understand those people who are really in that court of life and kind of can look to people who are maybe quote unquote more passive, take a more passive approach, or maybe more so are in spirituality and say that, Hey, well, that's just a cop out answer. Like that you need to be, you know, focus more on being and less on doing like that's kind of just a cop out answer to not put in the work, which I do see the argument and I understand. And I think with everything you know, you can always argue, argue that there's always going to be people who kind of quote unquote abuse the principle or find everyone's going to have a different balance, right? And a different meaning. So for some people, yeah, they might take it too far in your perspective. Uh, but I do think there is merit to both ends of the being and the doing and finding actual balance between the two. And one thing I want you guys to reflect on is like back to feeling like we always need to be actively productive. Like I want you guys to reflect on how does that actually make you feel in the long haul? Like, honestly, think about that. If you are those people who are actively productive, like 24-7, always feeling like you need to be outputting or producing something, 
how does that make you feel? Because for me, there always comes to a point where I feel burnt out. I feel tired. I feel lacking creativity, lack of inspiration, lack of motivation. I feel like I'm spread really thin. And so that's kind of what I'm getting back to the point of like, we need that balance of active strategies and active, I guess, productivity and healing and strategies and pair that with passive strategies, passive healing, passive productivity, because we, we need both to help us with that longevity of the long haul and because they both seamlessly complement each other and seamlessly complete the whole. Guess what I'm envisioning in my head right now? I just said seamlessly complete the whole. If you're an avid listener of the Liffy Listens podcast, say out loud, what, what symbol am I picturing in my head right now? The yin-yang symbol. It's life. <laughs> it is. But that's what I'm saying. We need that balance of the active strategies and the passive strategies, the night, the day, the on, off, the black and the white to come together to seamlessly create that whole and create that balance, synergy, and you know, just that flow of life where all the good things happen effortlessly, I guess, if you will. So another question I have for you written down is I think a step further to take this, I, I'm really reading into this, but because I honestly do get... <sighs> I get like a little bit triggered, even though I know I shouldn't and I should look into what that means. But like I get a little bit rubbed the wrong way when people just look down and say, I don't really see like what is the value of mindful practices? Like that's just a waste of time. I just am a little bit like, are you kidding me? Because I guess I just see them as so powerful. I'm like, how don't you see them as so powerful as well? But that's just because it has a different perspective. And maybe some people just haven't seen it in this light or know all the things that maybe I know in the perspective that I know it. So I'm just here to share it, I guess. Share my piece, my perspective. So another question I just want you guys to reflect on is like, well, I guess one step further, what does it actually mean to be productive though? Like what is productivity? How, what does that actually look like to you? Because something again, what I've learned in my own progression of life, right? Like I said, I used to be very, especially in college, I was very go, 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 go. What are you producing? What do you have to show for your time? Whenever I thought that I was resting, there was always a little thing in the back of my mind, like, damn, like you, you're kind of wasting time. You're not doing anything. I also grew up in the type of family that's like, you can sleep with your dad. You can sleep when you're dad, which now I completely could not disagree more with that statement. <laughs> like I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Sleep is so important. And my whole point with this is that now I see rest as productive, which I didn't previously. And now I see it as something that is so very much so productive in its own way. And it's just productive in a different way. Back to what I'm saying that you kind of need that rejuvenative process to then be able to kind of set you up for success when you are doing the work. For example, another example that's coming to my head that I've heard before it's kind of like you need to think of a bow and arrow, how you need to pull the arrow back to then let it go. And that's what's giving it the momentum to shoot forward. That's the same thing with rest and why it's productive. Same thing. If people, when you had to pull the arrow back on the bow and arrow, you're like, wait, why am I going backwards? I'm trying to go forwards. This isn't productive. This is actually making me go backwards. But sometimes... I guess for that case of that um, metaphor, you need to go backwards in order to go forwards. However, I don't think that mindful practices you ever need to go backwards for. You might need to get quieter for it, but you're never going backwards. But just for that example, I'm just saying like there's points where you need to kind of go through a restorative hibernation era, for lack of a better term, to then set you up to have all that momentum and power to skyrocket you forward. And that's kind of a good little analogy to, you know, see the importance of rest, of, you know, slower, more passive strategies of mindfulness, of meditation, of looking inward. Like it really does set you up just in a different way of being productive. And so I think it's more so about like broadening our definition of productivity, which I think will allow us to kind of open up our heart space and open up our mind to see those different perspectives.
and I don't know if this is going to rub some people the wrong way, but like, I just can't help but feel like the people who don't think that there's any merit or value to, and again, I'm not also just clarity. I'm not trying at all to come towards this girl who sent this email at all by any, I'm talking about like broad scale now. Like I, I touched on how I've experienced this in my own life. I'm just talking broad scale. So just going to disclaim it, especially if she's listening, like all love to you, no hate, no harm. I don't mean any sort of attack towards you by any means. I'm speaking on the broad sense, uh, but I just can't help but feel like people who don't necessarily believe or see the merit or like look down on mindful practices or think it's a waste of time. Like I feel like those are the same people who haven't fully grasped the concept or fully experienced how much like truly everything in this world is mindset. Like I, I think it's very clear. You guys know, like I'm a firm. It's, I don't even like saying I'm a firm believer because, and I know I say, I know it because that's my truth. Like it's, it is my belief, but I just like, I believe, I guess so hard that I, it's, it's just a concrete fact. Like I know that everything is mindset like it's been proven to me over and over and over again in studies and in different life experiences and my teachings and my learnings like I just know that everything in this world everything in its um, manifested physical form was once just all started in the mind like everything is mindset it's all about what's going on in your mind which controls how you show up to the situation and I think that that's why you know some of these mindful practices feel like the most productive thing I could possibly be doing because to me it's like our internal state is the foundation to how we show up in our physical action steps and the quality of work that we're putting in. And so sometimes it just kind of seems backwards to me. It's kind of like saying, you know, you can achieve your fitness goals just by going to the gym by not paying attention to your diet. It's like you kind of need both to complement both. It's like, how do you expect to work your best, be your creative in the most creative in the workplace, you know, feel the most inspired, have the most ideas, have the most self-belief to follow through. If you didn't do the back end work of like taking care of your mental health, it's like if we have a fragile, worn foundation in our mind, right? Referring to our mind, it's like, how is it going to be strong enough to provide that stable platform that we need to perform our best work. Like that's just something that is so clear to me. And that's why I see it as such a productive thing. It's like, I need to go inward to establish a game plan to set up the best workstation possible so that when I do show up to work, I can perform my best work. And quality is so much more important than quantity, which I feel like our society kind of believes the opposite of that in today's day and age. Like with our hustle culture, we kind of think the opposite. Like the more we can produce, even if it's junk and trash, the better, which I just don't think is true. And something I'm thinking of right now randomly that I feel like sharing, it's like, I I relate this to like when I'm in Europe and I, I know times were different. Like it's such a, so much more history is there, but I'm just using this as an example like all the buildings there are so beautiful, so intricate. The architecture was art. Like there was time and design into the buildings, the churches. Now I know times are different, but here in the U S it's all just about putting up four walls in a roof. How many can you produce? And there just has been a lack of intention. I know that's a difference with like population, all that sort of stuff. I'm not trying to get into that. But I'm just saying at the very core, like we think that quantity is so much better than quality here specifically, I feel like in the United States of America. My question for you guys is like, what if we actually took care of ourselves so that our quality has improved so much so that we don't need so much quantity, which eventually leads us to burnout, overproduction, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing is, it's like when we overproduce something, it's like it it just naturally loses its quality. Like when you try to mass produce something, that's just a principle of 
I don't know, freaking economics, production, supply chain. I don't freaking know. It just loses its quality. Whereas opposed to if you have smaller batches, you're more intricate, you pay more attention to detail, you're going to have higher quality of things. And so again, I think once you truly experience firsthand, because I think experience is the greatest teacher, if you when you fully experience like firsthand how transformative mindful practices are like I think then you will fully agree that it is a hundred percent a productive practice because again I it's not that I didn't believe in them before I just didn't know of them right but then it I didn't ever really truly stick to them until I actually felt the whoa aha movement and I felt the energetic shift within me that I was like oh yeah these are a part of my life forever like these set me up these these help my quality of living tenfold but if I had never like truly experienced that I wouldn't never I would never have thought that they held as much power as I do because I didn't experience it firsthand you know what I'm saying I feel like that's a very valid straightforward argument that a lot of people would agree like once you experience it you're like oh okay I get it now and it makes sense and I think Little side note, sometimes I think also with our society and how just immersed we are when we get so much into our logical human egoic mind, we forget that like not everything needs to be so well like explained and justified. Like that's just something that I've been embracing more is like just embracing the unknown. Like when I'm working on surrendering and letting go in life, this is kind of a side note and a different topic, but like just in my journey of learning to surrender and just like fall into the flow of life, like I just have learned like not everything has to have, which I feel like is ironic because I always am a really deep thinker and I have 50,000 explanations for everything. But I swear, I promise, like I really have realized that like there's just certain aspects of life that like we don't always need to have this like scientific answer of why. And there's so many things that we don't know in life. And I don't think that we're supposed to know the answer to be fully honest. But like the way the human brain works and our ego and all this sort of stuff in our society, like we think that we're the smartest things ever to walk the planet and that like we have all the reasons to everything. And if we can't scientifically prove it, then like it's false and it's not true but like there is so much more than what meets the eye like I believe in just unexplainable circumstances and you know I don't think this fully goes hand in hand because there are so many tangible takeaways and proven benefits to mindful practices but I believe there's also a lot of intangible unexplainable benefits also from these practices that we don't always need to like have some sort of scientific explanation to like prove that it's beneficial like why don't you just sit with these practices and explore them yourself like without borders without boundaries without expectations and just see how they make you feel see how they make you feel like it doesn't need to be something that has to be so scientifically planned out and plotted and methodical like why don't you just see what happens when you sit with them and you flow with them and allow your feeling and your intuition and your experience to then give you the quote unquote proof that you seem to be looking for for some sort of validation like I think that would be another great thing and another kind of food for thought point I guess throughout this podcast episode but I do have more like actual written down examples of like I was trying to reflect more tangibly to like help the skeptics out there (laughs) to actually see more like tangible reasons I guess why this is you know beneficial to me because I feel like also if you're someone who's like so not into them I'm not just gonna be like I feel like my arguments of being like I just feel my energy like I can feel my vibration rising all these things that I truly believe I feel like for someone else who's kind of skeptical about in the first place they're gonna be like yeah okay like how fun with that like sitting sitting closing your eyes and like being in the cosmos like how fun (laughs) so maybe like we don't need to go fully like that for us like that's totally fine so I have more tangible things 
And overall, like I said, the reason why I think it's productive is because it's like really building that stable, strong foundation that I feel like that sets me up so I can achieve basically anything that I want and feel, you know, that I that I have that urge to set out to accomplish. And so one thing that like I think is huge, a huge reason why so many of us don't set out to pursue our goals or chase our goals or chase after what we want is because we truly just don't believe in ourselves. Like if you were to go and that's why I'm so invested into mindset because it's fascinating like it's kind of like when you are going to the doctors for like your acne and you're like I just don't know what the thing what the reason is blah 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 blah. it's always like a root cause it's deeper and deeper and deeper there's always a core root that is that those symptoms are stemming from and it's the same thing with everything in life but the root is always found in your mindset it's something mental so like a lot of the times if you were to ask someone in therapy hey why but like why why don't you ever go do that thing you're super passionate about they're like "Mm, I don't know I just I don't know I don't really have the time it's like no like really ask yourself though like why won't you ever get up and like pursue that passion if you were to dig deeper and deeper and deeper a reason for a lot of people would say well I just really truly don't have the belief that I could do it and I have this fear of feeling like a failure right all these sorts of things and that's why affirmations and journaling is so powerful or a reason because that's what allows me it helps me cultivate that thing I struggled so much with having belief in this brand and me being able to pursue this of me feeling like someone who's worthy and important like I had major imposter syndrome especially at the time when I started this I was like 17 years old okay still woohoo when I was 18 19 20 I was still was a 20 20 year old kid like who am I to say of anything of value that someone's going to listen to me I constantly was like I can't do it blah 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 and what truly pulled me out of that single-handedly I'm not over exaggerating was me turning to affirmations and journaling and I think a thing that people it may discourage some people but I also think it may help people who are skeptical to believe that this is an inner work you know it's a tool for inner work that actually does you know quote-unquote produce something at the, there is an output to it and a result at the end of it it's just can't always be seen it may not be tangible but like I've done this work for years. Like I started dabbling in mental practices back when I was 19 years old, which, whoa. Oh my God. I'm so, ah, I'm old. I'm 23. That was almost four. That was four years ago. Maybe I was 20. I'm just trying to make it sound like I'm not that old. It was three to four years ago. That's when I initially started. All I started with was gratitude, writing gratitude lists and writing down affirmations. I called it appreciations and affirmations. That was the only place where I started. And I say that to prove that like this isn't something that you just do once, you know, once a day for a month and then like you're woohoo, you're cured, like got it like it's not that and I think that's also kind of the stigma with mental practices is like people think like oh you just sit and meditate for five minutes and then like three weeks later you're like all enlightened no that's not what I'm getting at like this is work the same work that I had to put in to like build my body in the gym same thing that I was doing to build my mind so like this took years for me to rewire my brain and my thought patterns to see myself in a different way see life in a different way to cultivate true self-belief within myself to rewrite that subconscious programmings from the trauma that I experienced when I was little from bullies when you're little from whatever the case may be all the all the society that teaches us that we can't do something it was work through affirming to myself and repeating to myself positive encouraging sentences to rewire the way that I thought to set myself up to truly believe that I actually can do the things that I want to do which then 
up empowered me and set me up to take aligned action on that said belief. Because I talk about it over and over again, whatever you believe, it manifests into reality, not necessarily only from magic, even though I like to believe because it's fun, but also because what you believe, your thoughts are what directly affect the action steps that you take. So if you are believing that you can't do it, you aren't worthy enough, right? You don't believe in yourself you subconsciously are never going to take any sort of action that has you reaching out of your comfort zone. It's going to allow you, it's going to keep you in that repeating cycle of applying for jobs that you know are easy for you to attain that are kind of below your reach or you're going to never try to reach out and side start that passionate side hustle because you don't ever think you're going to do it. Whereas if you truly believe that you can, your actions are going to end up subconsciously and inevitably going to be aligned with that belief process and thought process and belief system that you have within your head. It's going to allow you to be like, oh, hey, I am actually super receptive to that idea. I'm going to go that route to pursue my passion. And you're going to see these options and you're going to take action on those options to go where you're wanting to go, which is in alignment with your thought process that you've been thinking. So affirmations and journaling was a huge way for me to affirm to myself that I can do it, that I do believe in myself, that I am good enough, which is one of the many reasons why I've gotten this far with Lift It and why I've kept going after all these years. Another huge thing, especially more so if you're in the creative field, But even whether you're in business or honestly any sort of job that you're in or whatever the case would be, anything you're pursuing, uh, what allows us to have these big breaks or I guess, you know, attain different amounts of success or have these different achievements or have these breakthroughs. That's a better way to say it. What allows us to have these breakthroughs in our careers, relationships, personal life is usually when we have some sort of creative idea or a thought that like gives us an idea of how to move forward. For example, Steve Jobs. For him to have been able to start Apple, he had to have that idea in his head. There's obviously different ways people get inspiration from, right? Ideas come at so many different times within your days. But in this specific case, like you need to give yourself the space to allow these ideas to flow in, right? I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm in production mode, or I guess I want to say this very carefully, not when I'm in like a flow state of creativity, I'm creating something for Lift It, more so I'm thinking back to specifically when I was in school and stuff. When I'm very hard in my logical brain or my masculine energy in the sense of, you know, me always producing, 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 very methodical, A plus B equals C, step by step by step. I'm not, I rarely get like these, you know, effortless new ideas that flow into my head of how to move forward next steps. It's usually like I'm just in that rigid structured pattern, which is a beautiful place to be in when you are looking to carry out said idea and take action. But don't you need the other part of the puzzle, which is receiving that idea to then take that methodical action? Yes. And for me, meditation and journaling provides me, it it creates that space for me in my mind to allow those ideas to flow in, allow me to receive those intuitive downloads, whether what you believe, I believe it's from my higher self, my angels, my guides, the universe, right? These ideas from higher realms that flow in through me effortlessly are like I've been reading a book that refers to it as um, infinite intelligence, which I really like, right? Something that connects us all. Um, But journaling and meditation allows me to give that space to allow those things to effortlessly flow in. So then I can actually take that, I guess, more tangible um, productivity and tangible action to have like a physical tangible output, but it takes that intangible idea 
to then create that tangible output. You know, if that makes sense. And like I said, my best and most aligned ideas always come to me when I am meditating or sitting with myself. I'm not saying it has to be the same thing for everyone, right? Like, like I said, everyone's going to get their inspiration from different areas, but for me specifically, and I know a lot of people will relate to this. And if you don't know, if you relate to it, try it because this may be another way for you to get creative ideas for you to be able to move forward in your endeavors in life. But meditation and journaling is huge for me with that. Another thing, I'm the type of worker that I thrive off of being happy and in a positive headspace. I know some people get motivated, I guess, when they're feeling down or, you know, they get motivated and feel creative when they're at their low points. I'm the opposite. When I'm sad, when I'm low vibe, when I'm down bad, I everything about me shuts down, like literally, but also like physically, like um, metaphorically in my mind. Like, I don't want to speak to anyone. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to talk. I don't have anything to say, but I also have nothing. I have no creative flow for the most part in my mind in order for me to stay motivated, creative, inspired, right? Wanting to take action, wanting to create and produce something and express myself. I have to be in a positive headspace. And the way that I do that is by doing these mental practices to come back within myself, realign for the day and get into, get attuned to a really high frequency. Because like I said, when I'm at a high frequency, that's when I feel my best to create and perform. So doing things of meditating and reminding myself of what I'm grateful for, thanking myself for, you know, showing up today for, you know, offering gratitude to the life that I'm living, imagining the life that I want to be living. All of those things make me think happy thoughts, allow me to get into a high frequency so that I, I can show up my best for my work that day and create my best tangible physical things to have something physical to show for my quote unquote active productivity at that portion of the day. Um, But again, it started with that passive productivity in the beginning of the day of meditating, of saying affirmations to myself, of writing down a gratitude list of breath work to feeling centered, to releasing anxiety, to feeling grounded that allowed me to set me up for future success throughout the day. Furthermore, like I kind of just already touched on this, how taking the time to acknowledge what I'm grateful for allows me to stay in the energetic frequency and vibration of those things and be in the energy of gratitude, which allows me to attract more of it and stay in a higher vibe overall, which again helps me to stay happy and content to create better, but also to literally come more into energetic alignment and attract more of those same experiences into my day to day, because again, that's how my brain is working. So I'm going to be able to take aligned action to feel more of that emotion that I've been feeling in my mind. Another thing, what about literally what happened to just feeling peaceful in your day to day? What happened to that word to go? Like, how come we don't value that anymore? Like, that's something that I see productive now. Like there's so many of us that suffer from crippling anxiety, always feel nervous or constantly overthinking. And like, to me, What's productive to me is minimizing those feelings and kind of harnessing those feelings within my day and kind of shifting them to be something more conventionally, you know, happy, uplifting, positive, right? And taking my power back and produce and, you know, pursuing those mindful practices allows me to do that, which again is why I see them as something that's so productive. It's like, okay, again, maybe you have a bunch of physical, tangible things to show for your quote unquote active productivity, but how are you feeling on the inside? How do you feel on the day to day? Like to me, that's not productive. That's not a a direction that I want to be going in life. Like I do not care about my external environment of how much money I have or how nice my car is, even though I love nice cars, how big my house is, how much money 
money I'm making, how much I produce, if I'm not feeling good on the inside, all of that, I, I'm, this is dramatic, but like, I want to say all that is a failure. All that is null and void to me. Like what's most important to me is prioritizing my internal space. It always will be that way. So like if I created all these things, but all of my, you know, mental internal space is in turmoil that was not a productive use of my time at all because that just created internal turmoil which would never be worth it and you know minimizing overthinking is also imperative for me imperative for me for me to get into my flow state which is where I always 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 create all of my best work from your flow state is where you effortlessly are just it's your flow state you're just flowing you're just creating things that feel good that come to you You don't need to think so hard and when you are over like to me the opposite of flow state is overthinking honestly and when I need to when I'm trying too hard to create something and I'm overthinking it where I'm like well I need to be productive I need to get this out and I don't take the time to come back to myself and ground myself and release you know that overthinking and slow down my mind when I don't do those things my work feels so forced and I can never make a decision on what to create nothing feels good everything doesn't feel good enough I'm like should I do this or should I do this nothing feels like it's clicking and it just always doesn't feel like the right answer whereas if I'm take the time to ground myself to quiet my mind to regroup and to allow myself just to get in touch with my aligned highest truest authentic self and say go baby and I give her a little push on her bike and the momentum just carries her throughout the day that's when everything just comes really naturally and I always create my best work where that's received the best that feels the best and is the most aligned with what I'm truly trying to express in that moment so I think one of just the main issues is seeing productivity in the sense of like it needs to bring you a tangible gain usually either monetarily or just simply like physically externally but like I just think that, you know, if we started caring about being happy and enjoying our overall quality of life and seeing that as another method and avenue and lane of productivity, like, I mean, imagine that so many of us would be just that happier, but I think it would also bring us a lot more peace instead of feeling like we always need to be physically doing something. And, you know, I also know, like I said, I know a lot of people do get genuine joy from productivity. I am the same way for the most part in a lot of things, but I also know that we as humans, we do need breaks and shifting towards something with a goal of more so internal fulfillment rather than simply just the external output is really critical. And the beautiful piece of all of this that it's going to allow this whole episode to tie into one another is that we need that internal fulfillment to create our best external output. So it all goes hand in hand. It's like I said previously, if you just were to focus on your training, your output of what you're doing in the gym, but you never focused on what you were input, what you were feeding your body on the inside, you're never going to be able to perform well in your workout. So these mindful practices are kind of, I want you guys to see it as how when you fuel your body with really nutritious foods, that's these mindful practices to allow you to feel your best, to show up as your best, to put in your best work. And then whatever you're physically producing, in your work, in your personal life, whatever, whatever you see as conventionally actively productive, that's going to be the training portion of what your output is. But again, you need that input to then be able to allow you to have your best and create your best output. So 
I guess that's my rant for everything. I kind of, I know this may not like be an episode that you guys look and you're like, oh my God, I need to click on it right away and listen. But I think I just wanted to put this out there so it's out there. So I could also direct people who are struggling to see the importance and benefits of these mindful practices. Again, talking about, you know, meditation, breath work, affirmations, journaling, um, and just Maybe if you guys just ever need to hear it as well, if you send this, actually send this to people who think that mental practices are bullshit, just send them this link unexplained and have them listen to it. And I think that, yeah, I just want this to be able to be circulating out there to help people to help bring more awareness, maybe open up more people's mind and help encourage people just to give it a chance to see what it can do, see where it takes you, see where it takes your mind, your body and your life, because my life has been genuinely transformed with mindful practices. I don't know where I would be without mental practices. I, it honestly makes me sad. Why am I low key getting emotional right now? It makes me sad to think about where I would be without mental practices because I don't know why I didn't say this in the beginning of the episode, but it's just given me so much meaning and purpose and power, like, and not in an egoic way of like controlling someone else. It's just power in terms of, I have so much freaking self-belief and I know that I hold importance not because I'm better than other people but just because everyone holds power and importance and I just have finally harnessed my own and it feels really 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 damn good and I just owe so much of my peace my internal fulfillment my contentment and just inner clarity and peace and joy with the world and with my life and with myself and with the people in my life And I just, I owe it all to my mental mindful practices. It's where it all started. And then everything just beautifully rippled as a result of that. So again, if you've been skeptical, now's your time to dive in. Okay. If you want to start with affirmations, don't forget, I do have um, my affirmations available for purchase at my stand store, which I, again, will still have linked in the show notes or in the description box. If you're watching on YouTube, Um, I have 40 of my unique, complete or own original affirmations that are all really cutely designed on a little on print on sheets that you can either print out or pull up on your computer or iPad or use it as a script in the morning. There's four different categories of, you know, affirmations to embody your best self, affirmations to step into your power, some to if you're working through a hard time and another one to ease an anxious mind. I also have some affirmation backgrounds as well for your um, iPhone wallpaper, which actually will they be available compatible with Android? I don't really know. They're like the dimensions of an iPhone screen, but does that mean they would work on an Android? I should know the answer to that. I'm sorry, guys. Sue me. But um, that's also another great way to just have these affirmations like subconsciously sink into your mindset. With all that being said, the affirmation for today is I give myself the grace to slow down and pour into my internal world so I can show up as my best. I give myself the grace to slow down and pour into my internal world so I can show up as my best. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching. I really appreciate you guys. If you guys enjoyed this, I would love for you guys to leave a rating or review. Truly means the world. Helps me so much and helps this podcast reach and therefore help more people. Also screenshotting it, sharing on your story makes me so freaking happy to see you guys listening. Maybe you guys are annoyed when I repost them on my story, but I always repost everyone on my story because how could I not? I appreciate you guys so much. I want to be here today without you guys. Thank you for listening to me and making me feel heard and seen and understood. I hope this message really impacted you today. I'm sending you so much love and hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Peace out, my loves.